Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Get More Students podcast. My name is Alex Asher. I'm the CEO of LearnCube. And I'm Herbert Goza, founder of Herbert Goza Digital. Today, we are going to talk about something that's much closer and dearer to my heart. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about how to market your online language teaching experience. Uh, this is something, obviously, uh, it's a I know a lot about it um, because, you know, LearnCube, what we do is we provide a virtual classroom for language education. Um, but again and again, it sort of drives me a little bit crazy that whenever I see the marketing of e even some of the best, you know, language schools in the world, the actual imagery and the language and the way that they convey the experience, I really think could use a lot of improvement. And then there's mm -hmm. also plenty of, of newer uh, online language schools that it's really bad um, how they're kind of conveying. When I say bad, ineffective or to the point of really deterring somebody from really joining their online language experience, which is not what we would ever want. And so this is what we're going to be talking about today. Herbert, what have you seen in the, in the market? Because also you might have seen uh, it, it from, some, say, some of the physical language schools that have maybe provided a hybrid you know, experience or some kind of online experience as well. Absolutely. I think a lot of schools struggle with how to uh, kind of display the benefits of uh, an online course, online classes. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of these products then kind of look the same and, and don't really stand out from, from what, one, one another. So uh, great to chat about this today. Yeah. Uh, so what what we might start off with is, uh, I think one of the things I notice with a lot of websites is, first of all, the language is very boring when they're like, we provide live online classes. Uh, <coughs> generally, they'll say something like, it's with you know qualified or native teachers. Mm -hmm. um, you'll do it on Zoom. Uh, and depending on, again, the more sophisticated uh, operators will be like, you know, and, and this is where I think it starts getting interesting. And this is something that we're going to be talking about, Herbert, was like, you know, how often you provide those classes. A, a lot of the time I see also a lot of physical language schools going down the, you know, we offer it starting at this date and it's going to be at this time. And that can work depending on the audience, but it also wouldn't surprise me why a lot of people like, well, if that time doesn't suit me, then mm. that's not really where I, I, I want to be. Um, but it can suit certain types of customers. Um, but I just wanted to kind of flag up some of the very common ways I've seen people describe uh, their online uh, language you know, learning experience. Uh, what else have I, I seen? Uh, I have seen people with, I think this comes more from physical language schools than online language schools is they have a very long ex you know like web page about all the details of how it's going to work and it, the kind of like what actually you're going to do completely gets lost they'll kind of mix and you can do general you can do business you can do all of these things mm. all of this is on the same page and so like yeah. as a consumer I'm, I'm like i'm almost certainly going to be if i'm looking for live classes there's it seems very unlikely that I'm going to be like, oh, cool, this is the first page I'm seeing. I'm not going to look at anything else. 100% they're going to be looking at other options. 
And if they're a lot more compelling, there's just no reason why they would stay with something that's boring, generic, uh, possibly expensive as well. Mm. Um, so these are just some of the things that I, I think it's important to kind of paint that picture because it's there's a lot of, as I say, poorly poorly designed offers as well when it comes to the live experience. Absolutely. Just just not not compelling enough. And I totally agree with you. Um, unfortunately, a lot of these uh, in-person language schools, when they write some of their landing pages, it is one big block of text. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might have a screenshot, um, mm-hmm. uh, a stock photo, maybe a video explaining mm-hmm. the, the online course, but, but that's about it. Uh, and they should really have a look at the kind of the digital first online mm-hmm. first companies out there and how they structure their, their landing pages. And you will see a theme uh, mm-hmm. and, and kind of a, a structure that all of them use mm-hmm. uh, and you want to replicate what is already working. Yeah. Um, so that I think if we kind of put one spectrum as like big bodies of text, very detailed about what they're going to be doing, not, necessarily why they should join that particular company or why they Mm. should join that particular course it says very little description about what you'll be doing almost nothing about how it's different and why it's a fun interesting way to learn um yeah so i sort of see that a kind of one spectrum i see a lot of people in the sometimes getting the language right you know like hey we provide these you know really exciting interactive classes with small group sizes and you're going to have a really great time and you're going to um, have a lot of speaking time and, and so there's sort of like good language but then almost no imagery or poor imagery mm-hmm. uh, or very generic imagery i think we're going to talk about that and then i see at the the kind of top end generally getting most of the elements right but imagery <laughs> And language is, I think, a really important part of any of your marketing, and they need to be quite cohesive and help each other. And I'll use an example of like where they where they won't is sometimes you've got all this great copy, and then they've either used just a, a standard stock photo, which kind of, in my view, totally re- like yes, it tells me you're on the right page that this is for online uh, language education, but it it doesn't really convey how the experience is different uh, at all because it's a stock photo. And, and as a consumer, you're just you're so familiar with them. I, I see the same, if you go to the, a lot of websites, they use the exact same uh, person model even. Uh, so if anyone's <laughs> yes, shopping around, the they're same like, stock photo, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I've seen this thing again. And, and this, so this image I can kind of discount because that's not necessarily the experience. I'll obviously have to go and turn up to one of their demo classes because I have no information really from this web page of what that experience is really truly going to be like. And there's certainly nothing yeah. that is getting me excited from this image about why I should be be part of it. Um, often when I'm talking about the image used, uh, I also think it's a big part of it is like, what is the main experience for live online lessons? You know, it's in the classroom or in the meeting room. And so when you have no imagery of what that experience will look like and you're using words to describe that, like small classes, blah, blah, like the image will, again, convey all of the things that you're wanting to if you do it the right way. Yes. I mean, there's that old adage, show uh, rather than tell. And and that's exactly what you need to do. Um, Otherwise, people are going to uh, come up with their own ideas of Mm -hmm. how your 
uh, online course looks and mm -hmm. it might be completely false. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, one of the things I, I think we see time and time again from the research that we were doing here was just the genericness of it. So mm. if we kind of put a, a spectrum here on, we're just going to focus on the image aspect um, now. And I think I feel really, uh, I, I think there's a very important part because people are so visual. Okay, no image is, of course, the worst. Uh, yeah. I would say then the next, uh, sadly, we've talked about authentic images before, Herbert, which we back. Yeah. I, I definitely back mm -hmm. you on that, that if you have your own authentic image of your teachers with your students in whatever their learning environment, I think that's a really great thing. The reason I'm, I bring that up now is that the second worst thing is to have a really awful authentic mm -hmm. image. I agree. <laughs> uh, which I've definitely Just like seen. a screenshot um, of a Zoom class with 10 people in it. <laughs> exactly. Mm. And, and one of the things I'm seeing that's really bad about it is not that it's, you know, it, again, the it's usually the teacher looks fine, but it's like mm. they haven't told the students like to look and smile at the camera. Like, quite frankly, mm. you do need an image where if I'm looking at this as a consumer, I want to be able to see the eyes. I want to be able to see the yep. smile. I want to have decent lighting in the background. Um, and if you don't, if you can't do that, then, you know, maybe a stock photo is possibly is better. Yeah. One, one mm. step better because at least it's professional grade. Um, but then I think once you've then, we talked about stock photo, I guess, being very much in the middle of the pack, but I'd almost put that slightly below a pass because Nothing about it really conveys what the in what the classroom experience will be like for the mm. this user in this particular company, and then kind of what you said there, Herbert. It means that I'm just imagining a standard Zoom class where there's yeah. going to be they say you know anywhere between eight and twelve people. You know, some of uh, again one thing I would I find very hard to to be particularly sellable is this like fourteen fifteen people to a classroom. Mm experience and if you show that on a video or an image that's really not not going to be uh attractive to to many learners who want to speak in a live class kind of the whole purpose of that is to speak um so then i would probably put um a probably a really good authentic image at the very top of that spectrum and that's kind of what uh, i think everyone should be trying to to, to reach um one of the things we we're talking about with imagery herbert was and and look you know it's zoom's a great product we we even use it for for our our own kind of webinars and that kind of thing but it's also very dark <laughs> is one of the things it that is, we we're discussing, yeah. right? mm. so it's got like a black background to it and i think a lot of the times people are using uh, i think it might be a gallery view or, or that kind of thing but it Mm -hmm. Often people look very dark inside a dark frame. Uh, yeah. And depending on what your website, sometimes people are putting this dark frame, dark image on like a dark blue background. And that is very hard. Again, the, the obvious option would be to try and have something very light that really stands out off the page. And we were talking about that. One thing that I don't think is done very well is sometimes using your own authentic images, uh, sorry, materials that are very white and very, and look like they've been made for the online environment mm -hmm. as well can kind of help lift 
the image you can still you always want to have faces you want to have smiling yes uh happy yeah. faces on that even if you're using zoom making sure that the the faces are still very visible even if you are using the materials piece but show that there's something dynamic happening on the screen exactly. mm. uh, i think also if you have just four flat standard happy faces to be <laughs> fair it's not the worst um but i think you want to convey there's something unique and active and exciting about joining a live class. Um, exactly. Otherwise, kind of what you said before, Herb, I thought was really powerful, is they're just going to, you're leaving them to their own possibly poor imaginations. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we were discussing, I guess, uh, an authentic image. Uh, uh, good quality image with clear faces, maybe showing a whiteboard mm -hmm. or, um, or, 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 or an, an article, um, yeah. that the students are working on. But even one step of, uh, above that is actually having some sort of a, a, a video or possibly even a GIF, um, as your hero image on mm -hmm. your landing page. Uh, and we were, when we were doing our research, we, you know, two, uh, a couple of, of these online uh, language schools really stood out and both of them actually showed, you know, what was happening in the classroom yeah. and the teacher going through materials, maybe showing a video, um, marking a, a book, uh, writing on the whiteboard. And that, that shows me exactly, okay, this is what I am going to expect, uh, yeah. when I, um, you know, enter the classroom. Yeah. Uh, I think we're, I'd be happy to kind of uh, draw, you know, draw attention to two examples. I think are, are excellent. Sure. Um, one was I thought EF's uh, website actually had a really good image. I loved the GIF on it. Yeah. It was very bright and really mm -hmm. kind of stood out. And because it was a GIF, uh, I wasn't kind of distracted by say the audio or video uh, or mm. so the audio aspects. I could kind of be like, oh, so this is what this would look like. It it looked um, like it was quite interactive in some Very way. Yeah. Um, they showed initially, again, I think this is critical, is you still, in a way, even for a group, even if you're selling only group classes or one-to-one -one and group, still try and push the one-to-one. -one. As yeah. an image, <laughs> it's so much easier to understand what's mm. going on. If you start putting lots and lots of faces, as one of the worst sorts of images is this here, here, even if you do a small class of six, six still looks like a lot of people mm. on a screen. It's even worse when, let's say, you are doing sort of 10 to 12 and doing this sort of larger group size, and you're literally showing that experience. It's such a turnoff. Um, so if you are doing a mix, try and do the one-to-one -one as the as the main hero image, because that's what people are thinking. They're like trying to put themselves into, there's a teacher and me, not there's 10 other people all fighting for that one teacher. I don't even know what <clears throat> that teacher looks like because mm. it, there's no differentiation in Zoom or, or any of these other platforms of where the teacher sits and where the students uh, sit on the pages on, on the screen as well. So I think that was one thing that, again, I thought their, their page was very good. The other one that I'll call out, um, in fact, they 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 work with LearnCube, but I, I think they've done a really good job, is ebu.com, I-B-O-U-X.com. If you look at their landing page, um, it's bright, it's light. They've got a lovely gif of uh, two people clearly kind of talking and having some kind of conversation. It's not distracting. It's using the the white the, the LearnCube whiteboard, which is 
again, it sort of just pops out. Um, they're using a material. Mm. It sort of shows that there's some sort of professionalism. It's not something that you would just, I think people getting so used to what a Zoom class looks like with so many yeah. videos and, and going mm. possibly going through some dull materials that without you providing a different story for them to, to go on, that's their imagination. It's like, I guess this is the same as every other place I could go. And, and the concern there is if this is exactly the same experience I'll get anywhere, well, I may as well go for the cheapest price. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about two examples of you know what good imagery looks like. Um, I think one thing I, I would also look at then is we've talked a little bit on the the language you use about how many people are in the classes. I think that's a really important thing when people are judging, hey, should I join this company or that company? The, the, the size of the class matters in a big way because Absolutely. it's directly related to the number one reason people want to turn up to a live class, which is to practice their speaking. Um, so if you do have large group sizes, I think in either the imagery or the GIF that you do, you might want to be showing things like breakout rooms being used and like uh, peers having fun um, and enjoying that experience. Um, but yeah, I think the good thing about a break room is still means that there's fewer people that are shown at a time and it kind of gives this sensation that you're going to be doing lots of speaking. More faces means less attention. Uh, and again, sort of as a bit of a turnoff. Uh, do you have any other kind of tips on on that, Herbert? No, I think you covered that. Um, yeah. I, I really like the idea of of showcasing breakout rooms or yeah. um, kind of conversations, group activities um, that can work really well, um, even if you have a larger uh, group size. Yeah, one of the things we also think, you know, if you are selling an online experience, you know, if you are using a professional virtual classroom. Make sure you try and use some of the tools in that image. Don't yeah. go crazy, uh, but you want to show that there's some kind of interaction being done on the page, um, I, ideally by the student. Uh, but when you're doing your GIFs, uh, if you do decide to do a GIF, I'm not saying that the only thing you can, you need to do is is do is do a GIF, but they're quite helpful in terms of showing a small interaction of some kind, mm. and so that could just be even highlighting. A particular yeah. word, or in, if you're on LearnCube, you can you know, use the arrow tool, or you can mm -hmm. kind of highlight something, or you can like drag and drop an image, or use a video, but something that makes this seem like you're not just going to be turning, well, using screen share and everyone going in a you know clockwise and, chat. Yeah, yeah. And, and and kind of that's the that's the class. So I think there's something a lot more aspirational that could be done. And using the tools that are in front of you, the whiteboards, whatever that may be, is a really uh, important uh, important point. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about about your selling your online experience was not just the in class experience, but also everything that goes into getting into that class and make how that how easy and convenient and great that experience is. What are your thoughts on 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 that, Herbert, in terms of how do you convey that not only are you going to have a great teacher and have a great class experience, but service, the online experience is a great one. Yeah. Um, from the just logging in and uh, getting into your first uh, first class mm -hmm. to getting support when you're having trouble, maybe technical um, difficulties. 
Um, so I think that is uh, super important these days. And again, you really want to stand out from, from the, the rest of the crowd. And yeah. if you're able to highlight exactly how simple and easy it is to log in, to uh, get the link, to um, book a class, uh, to get support uh, when you need it, then um, another kind of tick uh, for you um, when the student needs to choose um, between yourself and uh, a competitor. Yeah, particularly again, if you're kind of mainly selling a Zoom classroom, totally nothing wrong with that. But if they're the same, but the experience of making, of getting into that class is, mm. is easier, it, it makes a, the world of difference. Uh, one other um, company I'd like to shout out to would be Lingoda, who are you know, experts in, in selling live online mm. classes and particularly groups. Um, mm. And they do, I think, both, but their groups uh, is quite um, something they've done, I think, very well. But we were looking at kind of all the other kind of language that they use and in, in getting into the class. They really kind of spell that out, how how easy and good this experience is. Um one of the things they were, you know, they also convey is if you can, um, you know, what when the classes are. Often that's quite a high point. If you can offer like a lot of availability, you know, when you can offer twenty four seven, hey, great, you know, it really does give this sense that you're not going to be buying into the session and, and never use it. Uh, we saw some really interesting language about. Uh, I thought Lingoda was quite clever because they've got this concept of the language sprint. Um, mm. And I use that not so that people kind of can copy that. That needs a lot of other great things to make that that particular program work, a lot of yeah. scale and a lot of operations to make that work. But what I like about it was it was showing, hey, we, we package this up in a creative way that you're going to like. Um, and maybe people listening here have their own ideas of how can you make your online experience match the outcome that people want. You know, they're using, hey, it's a sprint to get to a particular level. Mm -hmm. you know, what are some of the other ways that you can kind of package it that maybe aren't just, particularly with groups, uh, a sense that you're going to kind of have some uh, outcome or goal that you're going to be able to achieve within a certain amount of time. You might want to talk about the how the groups are selected you know do you put any thought into how the groups are selected or is it just whoever comes in that's who who's in the class and that can be a good thing for some but for a lot of people that can be quite like disruptive you know for every single group class that you turn up to there's like a different totally different group may or may not be something that's attractive and is there some sort of creativity about how you can you know, foster people to get to know each other so that if they are doing peer work that they kind of know and trust the kind of people that they're uh, they're going to be interacting with. You know, I think there's quite a lot there that could be conveyed as well. Um, and the other thing that I think Lingoda does quite well is they've got a guarantee. You know, Lingoda provide 100% mm -hmm. money to that guarantee and they actually provide something like a cashback guarantee, which again sounded quite quite interesting. It is. And I, I love how they've just taken their normal uh, online language course, repackaged it uh, into this very uh, attractive offer, uh, which is actually on, on face value uh, more expensive um, than just doing it normally because you have to take uh, a certain, uh, purchase a, num a certain number of hours. Um, but they really want to tie you into a, um, a, a bigger commitment. Mm. And 
lure you in with this uh, cashback offer if you attend all of the classes, mm. um, which I think is is fantastic because that that that's the only way you learn, right? Is, yeah. is consistency uh, and turning up. Um, and who doesn't love cashback or or you know the <laughs> at, at least the, the possibility of getting some money back? So I think that yeah. is a genius marketing strategy. Yeah, <laughs> and again it's not going to work for everybody but i think one of the things no. that is just like hey here's a bit of inspiration maybe you've got some other great ideas about how you could make your online class or course um or the way that you format that something interesting and at least something more mm. noteworthy than what they're going to see and otherwise every other website that's offering live online classes exactly. um and then if you are going for one-to-one classes yeah definitely people are going to want to know you know how personalized is it? What am I going to really achieve? Like, I really want to feel the sense that I'm really going to make some much faster progress by having this yeah. personal tutor and particularly with whatever it is that my particular problem is. And again, those listening in, maybe it could be speaking. And, and from our experience with LearnCube and our customers, a lot of the time it is speaking is the biggest concern for people. And that's why they they choose a private tutor. But there might be other mm. things that are, are very interesting for your particular niche, whether it be pronunciation, whether it be because these tutors are they're just like you and they've got these same sort of um, vocabulary that you might need to know if it's for a particular niche that you're kind of working for. So there's a lot of other ways that you can kind of make that online experience seem much more standouting and and, uh, and you know, be a bit more innovative with it. So I think that brings us to uh, the end of today, or at least what we what we had planned. Um, but the the key idea here was that marketing your online experience is often, <clears throat> from what we can see, unfortunately, it is quite lackluster, and it doesn't need to mm. be. Um, I think the image makes a big difference to any of your materials. Don't be afraid as well to to pay money or give extra classes or do whatever you need to do to get some really nice screenshots um, or GIFs or videos that you can turn into whatever marketing materials that, because that's the goal that's going to get you more, more students. Um, Make sure you're showing smiling faces, make sure that you're really conveying a, um, I did, you might even want to be showing the the, the full virtual classroom experience, whiteboards and those sorts of things. Um, with the language, make sure that's really compelling and really helps describe why your online experience is unique and different. Um, we talked about how you can even be, uh, first of all, really clear on like how many people are in the class, um, what they're really going to achieve, and then also some of the things that fit around the experience itself, whether it be from how easy it is to book to you know guarantees or the way that you uh, create your online uh, language teaching experiences. But I hope you found that helpful. Any last words from you, Herbert? No, I I hope that um, yeah, the schools out there have have got some tips from this and and can make those you know uh, sometimes very minor changes that can make a big difference. Fantastic. So um, if you're listening in, please hit the subscribe button. Um, you've heard from me. I'm at www.learncube. We provide a virtual classroom online school solution for language companies. And Herbert, where can they find out about you? They can find me at my website, herbertgerzer.com.
And for now, thanks very much for tuning in. And we hope that we can get you more students tomorrow. Thanks again. Bye now. All right. See you next one.